It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm Gary McNamara along with Eric Harley. All businesses with a facility in any of the seven Bay Area jurisdictions except essential businesses are required to cease all activities beyond minimum basic operations. Uh, Dr. Sarah Cody, the uh, Santa Clara County Public Health Officer, and uh, that's the biggest shutdown in America right now, if you look at those seven counties uh, around San Francisco. Yeah. They're being ordered to shelter in place uh, starting just uh, an hour ago. Yeah, right. Uh, the barrier order is the most draconian yet of the measures being taken across the country. Um, the time for half measures is over, said the San Jose mayor. History will not forgive us for waiting an hour more. Health services, grocery stores, gas station banks, and food delivery services will remain open. Mass transit will stay open, but is only to be used for travel to and from essential services. Also, the media will still be open. Yeah. And, um, but as you and I said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I don't know, they said the police are willing to enforce it. I don't know how you enforce it. Well. Uh, what do you do? Because you and I, first thing we thought of, uh, my plumbing's gone in my house. I need right. somebody to fix it. Can the right. plug? Is that a necessary service? It would right. seem to be, right? I would think so. Right. Electrician. Right. Yep. Natural gas. Yeah. You know? Sure. I've got a gas leak. Right. Well, you'd call 911 for that, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no, for for lack of toilet paper, no. Gas leak, yes. Yeah. Just leave the house when you make the phone call. Yeah, it comes back to that question. How do you qualify it? What's necessary? Um, and And what's not necessary? Uh, and again, on the enforcement level, all right, your, your police force is only so big. You're going to have a number of individuals in a city that size that are going to be violating this order. Uh, I was thinking of that as I was driving to work last night Mm -hmm. because I woke up, you know, I, I, when I'd gone to sleep, they had done the order, but. When I woke up, I was just thinking about, you know, that order in San Francisco and going, wow, how do they do it? And when I got on the roads, I noticed that the roads were lighter traffic than normal. I started thinking, what if that order came down here? You know, the police going to pull me over? Will there? How many cars would be on the road? Because really, in a way, that's unprecedented. Yeah. Right. Think yeah. about it. That's yeah. a, I mean, it's it's unprecedented. I I've, I think of, you know, maybe times when it has... Uh, not snowed in in New York where I grew up in Buffalo, but when it snowed when I lived in Florida, or when it snowed when I lived in when I've lived in Texas, and the roads will be completely empty. But I was wondering if they did that in Texas, and I don't know if we're going to get to that point in Texas. Uh, you and I were talking about the states. There's four states so far that have postponed uh, their primaries, yes. and you you look at I guess solutions from that. Could certain states going forward? Because they would have time 
I guess, to get out between, well, you basically they have to get their primaries done between now and July 13th, unless they were to delay the convention. I mean, if this thing were to go on that long and then they delayed their their national convention, the, the, the party, the, the uh, DNC, well, or the RNC, uh, they both, could delay yeah. both. Yeah. Um, but uh, you could, I guess, one option could be expanding qualifications for absentee ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just that. or just cancel the election and have Trump serve four more years. Well, I think that's the most widely considered idea. And and uh, four for, more terms, actually. You said four years. Actually, it's four, four more, more terms. terms. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, total of sixteen more years. And um, and then in order to have an orderly society, yes. Democrats would jump on board in agreement with that. Yes, yes. Or <laughs> they would. Otherwise, jump. they don't care about. <laughs> no, they, they would jump on board. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Mm-hmm. Instead of Joe Biden possibility, yeah, Trump would be guaranteed four more terms. Yeah, we think that might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, to our audience, no, we're, we we are not sick. We're just having a little fun. Um, <laughs> the the um, no, we're sick, all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sick and I'm tired. Uh, the the problem, I think, again, um, is that you mentioned, you know, going into the top of the hour, you know, Florida hasn't canceled there. Can't we just call it for Biden, though? I mean, do we really need people? I'm just joking. Of course, people need to get out and cast their vote. Every- be be uh, well, uh, just be cautious and no, no, wash your hands. No, no, big big loudspeakers on Clearwater Beach. Yeah, how many for Biden? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I was in Florida last year. It was amazing. This is last year seeing the Trump uh, flags. And and huge, I mean, huge support anecdotally where I was seeing tons of support for Trump in, in that state. But in the primary, Biden is is going to take that state. Um, but, you know, the the nature of the voting and I know it 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 varies from state to state, uh, from county to county. But there's a lot of electronic. Uh, uh, voting going on which means you're touching a screen that somebody else a bunch of somebody else's mm-hmm. just touched yep. and uh, so that's something that's got to be considered and here's the latest uh univision biden 63 this is for florida yeah 63 sanders 25 wow that'll be the one of the last polls going in yeah biden up 38 hmm. ohio which has now been postponed right yeah, one of the four states that yeah. is postponed. Uh, Biden, 58. Sanders, 35. Biden, uh, plus 23. Arizona, Biden, 53. Sanders, 36. Yeah. And, oh, okay, the other the other ones uh, I'm looking at here uh, is uh, uh, the Univision poll mm. on Florida for the general election. Right. Trump, 48. Biden, 45. Mm. Trump, 49. Sanders, 42. Uh, the uh, four states include Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Ohio. Ohio is the only one that was supposed to happen today. Yes. Um, so um, I guess we'll see what they what they decide to do. The the parties essentially have to decide that in the primary part of it. They have to decide that. Um, so we'll see if uh, and there. You know, it's interesting they. You've got to work with uh, local and and uh, you know county judges and everything else. You got to work with the county officials and coordinating all that. Um, that's going to be a mess. 
that's going to be a real mess. You got to wonder if Bernie does drop out on Wednesday. You know, I mean, you have to, well, you have to wonder if... Um, let's be honest. Oh, I, oh I, I need to check to see the ratings of the, uh, uh, of, debate. Of the debate, yeah. the TV ratings of the debate. Mm. Uh, I, I can't imagine that anybody... I, this is such a... This is such a huge and unusual time yeah. in America. To right. have it, to basically be closed down because of a pandemic has never happened in any of our lifetimes. No. Right? Nope. This, this is in itself unprecedented. The only thing that I can remember that gives you the same feeling of isolation, and I mentioned this before, was the blizzard of 77 in Buffalo, New York, mm. back in uh, late January of... Uh, of, of 77 and i was in college my last year of college and things were really they were completely shut down for two weeks mm-hmm. everything was shut down for two weeks inside buffalo more like a month if you lived in in buffalo the actual city and the reason was simply because uh the city was built before people had cars so there were no driveways right so everybody parked on the street plows couldn't get down it and you had 10, 20 feet of drifts that just laid there and didn't melt for a month. Wow. And it took that long to get through there. And even the, the small plows trying to get through couldn't get through, just packed the snow up more. And you know, there were cars that were found under snow banks two months later. Wow. There were bodies that were found two months later. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, because of it. So... That's the only thing that I can come close. And that was, you were basically hunkered down. And I will say before the blizzard of 77, it was a terrible winter anyway. And you felt isolated to begin with because there was so much snow. But I grew up in the suburbs where they plowed the streets. You couldn't park on the street. So they would plow the streets. So you were able to get around, but really much wasn't open. And there was really nothing to do. Uh, but but you were sort of for, for two weeks there wasn't much that really you could do it all except sit around the house. But to have it on a national scale like it is, oh, yeah, this we're, is global we're, scale. We're global scale, yeah. Where yeah. where people are staying in, right? And for the for the most part, ninety nine point nine 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 percent, everything is moving along in an orderly fashion, isn't it? Yeah, right. Some people mm-hmm. are getting ticked off here or there. But I find most people, you said it yesterday. You told me, I don't know if you even said it on the air. But you went in and you were at a store yesterday and you ended up giving the toilet paper to somebody else who you thought needed it more than you did. Right. I'm, I've, I've got, you know, some, it's, I don't have, I haven't built up a entire, you know, storage shed full of it. I've got, I got some, <clears throat> but I saw a lady and she had two children with her and there was a, like, I think there were Three packages left, um, and I, I, you know, I said, "Here, I, I don't know." They didn't have a limit. It was a small package, and there was no sign that that put a limit on it. And I said, "Well, here you go." I, you know, because the fact of the matter is, is that um, you you know what you need, and I also know that the supply chain will be rebounding. The one thing that will keep going is trucking. It's not that it's going to rebound like right now, but over I believe over the next couple of weeks we're probably going to see that supply chain getting 
a, a lot better. I noticed it yesterday already. So yeah, well, yeah, I was in a couple yeah, of stores right. and, and saw the supply chain coming back. And so I think also when Americans, they stocked up for, they stocked up, a lot of Americans stocked up for right. a while. And, and once you so, stock up for a while, right. then you're good. Right. And then you're like, right. okay, I've done it for a while. Then you go in and you may buy a few things every day, but you're back to your normal habit. Right. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I, again, I don't see things uh, from the supply chain for food and necessary services uh, much of a change for most Americans out there. Yeah. All right, your call's coming up next, including from Spain. Mm. 866-90-RED-EYE. Analyzing the oil in your vehicle is like sending your blood to the lab for tests. After you have submitted your lube scan kit, technicians will check for elemental metals, including the presence of metals and other elements such as aluminum, chromium, iron, lead, copper, calcium, and more. Knowing the levels of these materials can help you identify wear patterns in a specific part of your engine. High amounts of wear metal usually indicate an abnormal wear or corrosion problem. Technicians will also check for insoluble matter like carbon, fuel, and dirt. The insolubles test measures how fast the oil is oxidizing and receiving contaminants and how effectively the system's oil filtration is functioning. Analysis will measure the oil's viscosity, its alkalinity or acid level, and if the proper level of detergents and anti-wear additives are present. If your oil falls out of the range it's supposed to be in, the oil could have been overheated or contaminated. The Lube Scan Report will detail the results of these tests and provide an overall condition of the sample, ranging from normal to severe. If you've used Lube Scan before, the report will include any changes from earlier analysis. For more information, visit Senex.com. This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays, more expertise, more solutions. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Rudd Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Eye. The Spanish government has nationalized all private hospitals and healthcare providers uh, because of the corona uh, uh, virus. Uh, they have also declared a state of emergency, mobilized the military. Spain is now the, one of the worst affected countries outside of China and second uh, only to Italy hmm. in Europe. Currently, they have 9,900 and 42 confirmed cases of coronavirus. And calling us from Spain is Francisco in Madrid. Francisco, welcome. Listening to Red Eye on the app. Hi, Francisco. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. So, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> Fortunately, uh, we're doing all right. I do count on a couple of elderly people, my in-laws living with us. And trying to take measures necessary to be able to keep them healthy as well as ourselves. Um, as it stands right now, pretty much the government has said that nobody can be out in the streets unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm. And people who are traveling can be asked for uh, proof of the fact that they are going somewhere for work purposes, be it uh, transportation drivers, public or private or merchandise and everything or first aid people 
Um, we have somebody who comes and takes care of my in-laws, and they have a document by, from their association that says they are first aid providers to an elderly couple. Um, wow. So it's pretty much restricted as far as that's concerned. I don't, I mean, you may not have seen the email I sent to you, but I took a picture yesterday going shopping oh. where only food purchases are uh, permitted such that in a supermarket, hmm. anything that's not food related, meaning uh, appliances and school supplies and all that is roped off so that people don't even go to that part of the store because they can only purchase uh, food things, uh, items. Mm. Um, they're not rationed, but you can only purchase that. Depending on supplies, we'll see if they start rationalizing that, but uh, for now it's not the case. Um, the police actually have stopped. I've got a friend who is a police officer, and he says on Sunday they gave about hundred and almost 200 tickets to people who were out in the streets when they should not have been out. Um, so pretty much it is a matter of people trying to take more responsibility and be more, uh, civilly responsible and conscientious of what they should and shouldn't do. Mm. By the same token, they're Mediterranean. So there's a lot of, um, memes that go, go out comically about, Hey, I'll rent you my dog so you can go out for a walk and mm. walk the dog around. Mm. Um, but, uh, things like that, as well as at eight o'clock at night, People have been told, hey, go out to your balconies or windows and clap and applaud the uh, health aid people mm. who are at the hospitals and places who are taking care of all those that are sick. Wow. And that is something that's impactful. Yeah, sure. Morale-wise, I can see that. So going to the grocery store to get food is deemed necessary. You are able to do that? Yes, yes. Okay. If you have to, you can go. They do try to ask only one person to go from the household rather than two or three. Oh, yeah. But, right. Uh, okay. Right. All right. Uh, and now, inside the store, they do tell the people to keep one yard away from each other. Is the is the supply uh, in, of food in those grocery stores, is it is it pretty healthy right now, or are there bare shelves? It. It, it by the end of the day definitely bare shelves, but then first thing in the morning they're restocking and everything else, oh, and so yeah. they fill them back up. Good, good. And mostly from what the salesperson was saying, people are taking more than they really need, yeah. and so therefore you've got somebody buying large quantities when that's yeah. going to be the issue what, that can cause rationing. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. Well, thank you, Francisco. We greatly appreciate yep. your call. We'll keep uh, all of our global friends in our thoughts and prayers, and so thank you. For uh, sharing that from with Madrid, us. Sp- uh, Madrid, Spain. Yeah, um, that. but uh, that's that is interesting. You know, it, it, you've seen the videos of people, you know, on their balconies. But um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, essentially, in that case, in Spain, they go out each evening on their balconies and they applaud the the healthcare workers, which is, uh, I'm sure, very cool. Uh, you know, you as a society, we often forget certain roles that are that are necessary but right now healthcare industry trucking um it there's a great deal of appreciation and i'm seeing new appreciation for it all over again
1-866-90-RED-EYE. We're taking your calls on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Welcome, and uh, good morning. Thank you so much uh, for being here this morning. I've had a number of people call from all over the world here today, and uh, people in uh, really interesting professions, and, and finding out how people are dealing with uh, the coronavirus and yeah. uh, the restrictions and the mandates that have been uh, put on by various government levels across the country. Let's head back to you. Uh, we go to Steve in New York City. Steve, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hi, Gary. Gary Never. thank you very much for taking the call. You're welcome. And you've got to excuse my New York accent, a little different than you, some of the people that have been calling in. <laughs> but there's, there's something that's bothered me for quite a while. We've had all these restrictions and uh, things that are placed on people around the country. My concern is the people who ride the subway trains in New York City each day, thousands upon thousands of people who are crammed in like sardines. Now, uh, the mayor has put into effect a system where they're wiping down turnstiles, wiping down trains at the end of the night, but that doesn't take into account the millions of people who are packed in, like I say, like sardines every single day, every single hour of the day, spreading or possibly spreading this coronavirus amongst others. So I'm just making that comment. I'd like to get your your comment mm-hmm. on uh, what I had to say. Well, and, and thank you so much, Steve, for calling. Well, I, I, I guess the one thing I would have to say is, you know, looking at the CDC, what they say about it is the fact that they believe that it can be they, uh, uh, transferred off of surfaces, but they believe that that is at the low risk end, that the big risk end is being close to another human being. So if they're wiping down the turnstiles and things like that, so be it. But it's the fact, and and this is uh, this seems to be as unanimous as you can get. The consensus is in yeah. <laughs> that it is person to person is how it's passed. Right, sneezing, touching, you know, getting on your hand, putting your hand up to your face, right, mm-hmm. right. And so they they don't know. They believe it can be transferred, uh, you know, from the surface, but they don't believe that that's the primary way that it's transferred. Right. So yeah, we understand your concern, and you you when you bring that up, you say okay. By the way, another thing was New York State uh, uh, passed the plastic bag ban. I think it was the Wall Street Journal had an article saying you want to know where germs can stick to mm. a bag that's reused over and over and over and over and over. And over again, mm-hmm. we're talking about surface, you know, if we're talking about the plastic bag ban, well, then if you're using the same bag over and over again, then it tends to stay there. Now, how long does it stay on surfaces? We looked at the one non-peer-reviewed study that has come out in the last week, and they say, what, roughly three days? Right. That yeah. it can stay right. on some kind of a metal right. surfaces. Yeah. And and live fewer on uh, on others. Mm-hmm. So in the air, what we're told three hours, right? On surfaces, metal surfaces, three days. Yeah. Um, again, I it's it's hard to because the CDC doesn't know. There's so much they don't know. You know, it's it's hard to know what the efforts are doing. I mean, the isolation efforts, obviously are you know something that that 
could be very effective. Um, if you're not looking at if they don't if they believe it's not mutating uh, at a great level and and it it could die off, isolation could work. Again, the question is, how long do you isolate? I mean, it's the the quarantine level is 14 days, but you have governments shutting things down for, you know, everything from a week or two to, uh, you know, um, weeks or indefinitely. The Dallas ISD closing their doors indefinitely, basically saying they don't know. Well, we saw this uh, this morning, uh, Independent UK Mm -hmm. uh, stating that China is announcing just one new case today. Mm -hmm. More cases from people coming into the country. Yeah. But if you come into the country, you have to be quarantined, apparently. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I think 20 new cases from people coming into the country, but only one internally. If that is true, and again, everything that comes from China is suspect. But if that is true, you can understand why it's being reported in the government that they're coming up with worst case and, you know, worst case scenarios and best case scenarios. Right. That if we jump on this immediately here, because that's what the president's talking about. The president yesterday was talking about what? The 15 day. We want to slow this thing down in 15 days. Mm-hmm. That's why we have these recommendations. And we believe this can slow it down. And if we slow it down, then from what i have read yesterday the best case best case scenario these are all source stories now out there would be after a month we would see a downturn the worst case two to three months well that would basically be mirroring what we see in china if that is accurate Mm -hmm. right yeah i mean let's hope that is let's hope that is accurate because I've again, there's been conversation about how a virus could like this could die off again if it's not mutating um, and isolation efforts globally travel, you know, restrictions and isolation efforts do work, then it could be very short lived. But what effect long term is there on the economy? And then you lift isolation efforts and the virus returns. What happens then? I mean, again, there's there's going to it's it, right now it goes back to the CDC, the FDA on approval for any well, kind of you know, is, drugs or treatment or um, the uh, vaccine. This is where there's so many variables here and unanswered questions. Right. which is part of, of the concern. You know, you bring that up, you say, well, what if we do it? And then we go back out and there's still, um, uh, you know, uh, 190 million people that it that have not been exposed to it in some form or manner. Right. Or 300 million, whatever the number would be. I'm just, who, who knows what it is? Because we don't know how widespread it is. That's one of the questions that was asked yesterday. If, China, if, if this actually reports are true that China, it was there in November... Well, with all the transportation from China around the world, mm-hmm. could it be that the majority of the world has been exposed to it, but the symptoms in the majority of people are so minor mm-hmm. or were to the point of putting them into the hospital, Right. but it right. was just flu-like, right. 
and therefore you didn't go, and it's passed through a significant portion of society already, and there's already a part huge immunity. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We just don't know because we don't have the testing. Because when you look, look, I understand when you look at it overall and you see, what was it, what did I see earlier, 190,000 cases worldwide, you're like, we've got over 7 billion people, that's nothing. Well, I mean, you know, you, you look at the criteria in terms of the testing, um, I think it was Dr. Drew that was making this point recently, and he said, you know, the media, uh, he's got problems with uh, the, the so-called journalists um, passing bad information. I mean, look, the CDC... Uh, you uh, and 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 Dr. Fauci, who has been out there, it seems like now he's been out there for months. But I mean, really, over the last few weeks, he's been very, very present and in getting information out there. But he talks about Dr. Drew talked about the testing itself, and you know, you can't just get a test just because you're worried. You know, you're, they're not going right, to administer right. that test. Um, it's going to be set on criteria where you have traveled, if you've been exposed, um, a, or or if you're symptomatic. You know, and so, yeah, there could be, well, like Idris Alba, the uh, the actor. He was exposed, but he, and he tested positive. Right. But no symptoms. You know, so there could be a number of people out there. There likely is right now. Well, a I, great number of people out there I, that are non-symptomatic and are carriers and would test positive. But again, the testing itself is going to, you know, it, there, there's going to be, unless it's ordered when they're widely available, when more tests are available, test kits are available. Uh, I guess you could see local officials, but if you're, they're available, you're talking administer about, and you're relax ta- the criteria. But you're talking about tens of millions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When you, if, if you, and again, that's, because that's our, that has been our question. And this would be, and again, not not to cause panic, but it, it, it would actually be the reverse of it. If there's a lot more people that are, you know, that are affected by it mm-hmm. and have had it and don't know it, well, that's actually a good sign. Right. But that was, that's the one thing when. Because you know, the ratio because, changes. Right. The ratio changes completely. The fatality rate. But if you see if this thing has been around since November. Mm-hmm is when it really came out of China. And millions of people, by all right, hundreds of thousands by traveling, all places set different you know, uh, spots where uh, it could expand, the virus could expand. How many people had the bad flu? Hmm. It's funny because I was talking to folks at my car dealership yesterday where the bad flu ran through their whole department in late December. And they said it was horrible. Right. And and one said, yeah, I went to my doctor. And my doctor said, how do you feel? And said, like, I'm dying. He goes, okay, you got the flu. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it, was, it was that bad. But how many people had the bad flu that was not diagnosed at, the, at that point? Maybe in January, if it was widespread all throughout December. Hmm. And transportation was still going on from China all around the world. Those are the questions that we don't have answered. But actually finding that out more likely would be would be good news because then we would find out that the fatality rate is not as great and that a greater percentage don't even have 
a, a greater percentage than we know right now have really very minor symptoms. Right. And then you can sort of figure out, okay, how bad is this disease and what percentage, you know, have it bad or, you know, have need, need hospitalization, how many need ICU, how many it's just, uh, okay, a sickness like any other, and how many, for example, as the actor you just mentioned, have no symptoms whatsoever but test right. positive for it. Right. You can start building some type of database on it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem right now. The medical people still don't know. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It is Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. Red Eye, let's go to Frank in Dallas. Frank, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, thanks for uh, letting me on, and I hope all is well with you two guys, you and yours. Yeah, thanks. Um, over the last, I don't know, few days, I've been listening to this, some of the other, uh, well, I listen to a lot of talk radio, and the thought has been, okay, this is showing everybody how inadequate and how bloated federal government is, and they can't do anything. Now I'm starting to hear it out here, uh, in away from the radio, and just people that I interact with, people that I work with, and they're saying they're kind of saying the same thing. You know, government can't handle this. You know, the private sector is out there spearheading this uh, this effort, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, you know, it's not real. I, I can hear it a little bit here and there, but I still hear, you know, it's Trump's virus it's trump's fault this that and the other and what have you but i'm starting to hear something a little different and it's making me uh a little bit more uh, uh optimistic about uh what people are seeing but having said that what happened a few weeks after 9-11 we went back to our old ways so sure you know yeah yeah as as i said look when you've got a political party that will that will overturn, want to overturn an election based on the fact that the president wishes to protect his constitutional rights and go to the courts and every senator will remove him. Politics isn't going away anytime soon and they have no problem uh, playing politics here. Look, when it comes to uh, getting mobilizing the private sector to produce test kits, yeah, this is the best way, uh, I, without question, the best way to go. And the president, I believe, did a great job of doing it. So if you're talking about the government being inadequate there, especially trying to if we talk about the government in the healthcare industry, we would agree with you. But there are some things the government can do to be effective. And we see those in what's going on right now, mm-hmm. which is all right, getting out the information to the public as to what exactly is going on from a single source, which would be Dr. You know, Fauci and the people that work for him. Right, right, right. Um, you know, the, uh, the Senate's gonna take up, uh, that, that bill later on today. Uh, you and I were having the off-air discussion about Mitt Romney wanting to introduce a measure that would basically pay every adult a thousand dollars. And we'll see where that goes. I suspect that's not going to happen. Andrew Yang's going. <laughs> exactly. Well, what about Wait, me? Hold on, hold on. That was my idea.
Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE, RedEyeRadioShow.com. We stream live or get our app, put it on your phone, listen 24-7. In the news uh, this morning, the president speaking yesterday and talking about some of the primary elections that have been canceled, uh, excuse me, postponed uh, including the Ohio primary today. Well, I'd leave that up to the states. It's a big thing, postponing an election. I think, to me, that uh, really uh, goes to the heart of what we're all about. I think postponing an election is a very tough thing. I know they're doing, because they've been in touch with us, they're doing it very carefully. Meanwhile, in the San Francisco area, you have 7 million people living, I believe it's in seven different counties now, that are being ordered to shelter in place Here's Santa Clara County Public Health Officer, Dr. Sarah Cody. All businesses with a facility in any of the seven Bay Area jurisdictions, except essential businesses, are required to cease all activities beyond minimum basic operations. We'll get into that in here in just a couple of moments. Meanwhile, the Dow Futures this morning... We're uh, as high as uh, 800 up. Mm-hmm. Earlier. Earlier. Yeah. Yes. Now just 264 and dropping rapidly over the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Just so you know. So plus 264 right now on uh, the, the, the Dow Futures. You know, I was really wondering yesterday the timing of the press conference, which was really in the last hour. Right. When he talked about the fact that this could last four or five months and you just saw the stock market start to tank. At that point, and one wonders if they don't want to get to the bottom as quickly as possible. Of the market? Yeah, I, that, 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 that's the only thought I could come up with. Are they trying to sit there and put all the, the let's give them the worst possible scenario here so hmm. we get it down as far as we can now and then say we've got the, 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 the f- plan here over the next 15 days to get it down no more than recommendation, no more than 10 people congregate, um, and hopefully we can get it down. Was was that an effort? I have to ask the question because the yeah. timing was really incredible. I was watching it going, you're doing this in the last hour of the stock market today, and you can watch it just, boo, mm-hmm. going down as they talk. Sure. Sure. I, I, you know, I don't know because it's, it, it, if you see what's going on in the global markets, I mean, it's, uh, trading everywhere is chaotic. Yeah, it is. And so I, I would think it's just trying to get in information out there, the latest information and the market judging it. I, I don't know that you, I don't know that, well, I don't know where that bottom is. Nobody does. And, there are things that if if we don't rebound from yesterday, if there is no upside and a rebound to pair some of those losses yesterday, uh, it's going to look pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see the market react to if the Senate gets something done, uh, if they can get a bill to the president's desk in terms of any kind of stimulus package. But again, that's going to take a minute. And... The market might react to that. I just don't know what that reaction would be 
uh, it might be positive, but it, but it would likely be short lived because the hole is so deep. I mean, this it, right. it is, it, and it's. I guess where could you go next? Where what could well, you see next? And that would be what a nationwide curfew or something. I, that's uh, where, you know where could you go next? Uh, that more cities and more states expand to what San Francisco did. Right. That's really about as. That's really about as as bad as you could get, right? I mean, what, yeah, yeah. Right. Where, where you say basically everybody stay, in, you know, stay in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to uh, happen, but when you've got the administration coming and saying no more than ten people, you've almost got to that point of stating shut it all down. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a recommendation, but the states. Follow the lead, and the the mayors follow the lead because they're in constant communication. As you mentioned, when you talked with the Fort Worth City Mayor last week, mm-hmm. and she, we're in constant communication with the CDC as right. to what to do. Right. Well, they're coming out and saying uh, no more than ten people. Well, then you just about shut down everything, don't you? Yeah, I mean that's what's next. I mean we we talked to one flight attendant who called us earlier. And she said, what do you guys think of the chance that they would start limiting, uh, restricting domestic travel, you know, nationwide? Air travel. That possibility is there. You know, you based on the six foot rule. Well, again, yeah, with with uh, 200 plus people in a plane and they're all, you know, I mean, the seats aren't big. Well, they are when where you sit, Gary, but not where the rest of us sit. <laughs> but the, you know, I mean, it could, it's, it is. Um, That's not always true. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I just don't know. Again, because that could be that would be massive. That would be a yeah. massive, massive move. But look at all the massive moves they've made in recent days. Well, that would affect the stock market drastically. Now, I, I'm sure you read that the. We haven't talked about this on or off the air, but the Washington Post, or excuse me, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal article about what the the bailout should be. Right. That the bailout that the federal government has to because you cannot stop. We had a caller earlier that said, "Look, we got a great economy, and so we'll be able to rebound very quickly." Mm, I would say I think that's a very optimistic way to look at it. If you shut down business completely, or you shut it down. Uh, I've, did you see some of the manufacturing mm. projections? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, they're just darn right scary from the first part of March. They are, they are. I mean, really, I mean, just frightening how much they have dropped. You shut down industry and business for three months. Right. It just doesn't start back up again and everything's fine. Right. And that that's where the Wall Street Journal was talking about. The next thing that they have, they've got to do is loans. Now, you make loans based on the assets of these, you know, uh, airline companies. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to be paid off, but you do it based on the assets and so you don't get burned too much on it. But they're talking about the fact that w- this is as serious as it didn't start out as a financial crisis, but it's right. becoming one. Yes, it is very quickly. Well, and because you look at two, the... um the what would happen to small business if you have especially in the service industry if you have a ton of bars and restaurants smaller ones that go under as a result of having to close their doors um collectively small business employs 
the most Amer- the, the most people. Mm-hmm. So you've got massive layoff. And those small businesses aren't going to just rebound and, and bounce back. The airline companies have a faster rebound when restriction travel restrictions are lifted and people's fears are calmed, uh, then, then they will have a faster bounce back. They have the infrastructure in place. Um, it's very different than going in and restarting an old business. You, you could look at some of those loans, especially with how they have been performing the last couple of years. Right. And you can say, based on the assets, that would be a safe loan to make if they, if they needed a loan, because we know that once we say, okay, go ahead, fly. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's right before the summer. Those, mm-hmm. those airplane seats are going to be packed for the, so hypothetically, if that's when the all yeah, clear right, comes, exactly that rebound or, comes back right, pretty quickly. That that would come back extremely quick. Mm-hmm. For the for the rest, it might not. Well, it might not ever come back because you could look at it again if you look at a um for certain businesses, small business. If you have no revenue for two months, could put you out. Yeah, doesn't matter if there's the hope of a guaranteed loan or a loan for you two months from now. You can't last the two months. Exactly. Well, and. Would it be smart money in loaning, you know, a small business uh, that kind of money for that gap? Because if you if you go with the big companies and you're basing it on assets, those smaller companies have much fewer assets, right. Right. Uh, and and the value of the company is really based on that on that revenue. You would have to present your books uh, and 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 show probably for a certain amount of time. That you have been not only solvent but profitable, and then I guess you could probably set up a loan process, small business loan process. Uh, I would agree with with Wall Street Journal. That's probably your approach for business, but then you get down to the individual because if people are laid off, they're not going to be able to afford to fly, even if the restrictions are lifted. You've got people who won't be able to afford a number of things. I mean, you got Mitt Romney out there talking about giving every uh, U.S. adult a thousand dollars, like right now, right? Pass it where I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. I right. guess you I would administer. You, you well, I mean, um, through the IRS, I guess uh, uh, through the Treasury. By the way, Eric, you were saying uh, that nobody knows from when we're going to hit bottom in the stock market. Mm-hmm. If anybody does, and you has a you have a proven track record, give Eric and I a call. Yes, because we like <laughs> we'd like to make some money off that. <laughs> we'd like um, to have a discussion with. Well, you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that's the point: is that 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 the, we don't know what measures, what other restrictions would be in, in terms of policy on local and state levels and federal levels, even what else is going to be put into place and we don't that's that's the thing we don't know and as we've said all along this whole thing is based on the medical community not knowing right right and as we said earlier people made a lot of comparisons to the flu and that's why we've said over and over again from the medical community politics outside of it completely Mm -hmm. because politics the virus doesn't care you know what's going on here and the fact is these are the medical people believe that it's more contagious, probably twice as contagious as the regular flu. It's not the flu, but it's twice as contagious. And they do believe, as Dr. Fauci said, that it's 10 times deadlier than the flu, which is 0.1% fatality rate. Now, 
we're not sure what that fatality rate is. I don't believe they know either. Now, he said that. I don't know if he meant exactly 10 times. As we know, it's been talked about in the media that it's 30 times because it's up near the 3% level. And we've stated from the very beginning, you can't make that case based on the sample that you have. You just can't do it. Right. And the other belief is by uh, the by the medical profession, by what it does to you, that this will kill more elderly than the flu does and will kill more people you know, who get it based on the percentage who get it, not on the overall amount, as we see with the flu, right. based on the number of people that catch the flu. So that's really the great unknown. How contagious is it and how deadly is it? And until they find it out, we're not really going to have a resolution or until they see it going away. And really, the other thing we don't know, how long has it been out there? We don't know that either. Right. We really don't. Was it out in December? Was it passed to the, the, the Western world in December? Did the Chinese know that it existed in November? And therefore, was it all over the world by the time we got to December? And were many cases that were diagnosed maybe as the flu, but people got sick. We had a caller last night who talked about a family member who got sick. Mm-hmm. They diagnosed it, no, not the flu. And the question at that point, was it the coronavirus? Right. And again, we don't know. But if that's the case, that means hundreds of millions of people were exposed to it which would then, as we talked about, if they they then got it, would mean that the fatality rate is a great deal lower than many people suspect it is at this point. Right. Um, And that would be, of course, good news. Yeah, that would be good news. Yes. 866-90-RED-EYE. June 1st. That reportedly is the date the Trump administration is targeting as the date of implementation of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement, USMCA, now that the Canadian Parliament has ratified that deal. Canadian approval was the final step taken among the three member nations to ratify the new trade agreement. And its full implementation is one anxiously awaited by much of the U.S. ag sector and its supporters. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue notes two domestic ag industries expected to benefit from USMCA. The Canadian market opens up for some dairy products and other poultry and egg products. And Agriculture Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agricultural Affairs Ted McKinney says our nation also looks forward to new and updated policies that should expand ag trade opportunities with our North American neighbors. Brand new, never seen before language on the biosciences, the biotechnologies, the sanitary, phytosanitary chapters. I'm Rod Bay reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So the uh, four specific guidelines that the administration laid out yesterday to be followed by all Americans for the next 15 days to try to slow the spread, that school-aged Americans 
should study from home where possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all kids study at home. So right. all schools closed at least the next two weeks. All Americans should avoid groups uh, of more than ten people. We're okay here, aren't we? Yes, we're following that. We could afford six more people, and we're we're studying from home. Now we do that anyway. Yeah. See, we're following this even beforehand. All Americans should avoid discretionary travel. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that means on planes, not in your own vehicle. Because if you're in your own vehicle. Now, you should, if you're going to a store where there's more than 10 people, then you shouldn't be doing that. But I think discretionary travel means airplane travel, right? Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Vacation travel. Yeah. All Americans should avoid eating in public restaurants, bars, or food courts which in essence is saying they should be closed. I don't know if the discretionary travel is limited to, to in terms of the recommendation, is limited to air travel. Because if you're traveling for vacation, you're going to be staying in hotels yeah, exactly. and, right. and relying right. on restaurants and everything else. Right. Now, when I came in, I noticed that the hotels and it normally are almost always 75% full of the parking lots. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. And even the strip club that I passed by, or, yeah. or as Al Bundy would say, the nudie bar mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of cars in it. So you didn't and, stop. You just <laughs> kept driving. Yeah, I stopped. Like I you stop, normally do. I stop in on the way to work and then on the way back home. Yeah. For breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Bre- <laughs> no, no buffet, Brian. No, no buffet. They suspended no, the, they the suspended buffet. The- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you look at it and you already had the private sector issuing kind of, uh, and it, it varies. By company, like our company, uh, you have essentially production people, programming people, and on-air people that that are that are going. Everybody else is staying home. Yep. And so it's going to. It's. I think today uh, will be a tell to see if they issue more restrictions, not on the local level, on the federal level. If recommendations do change today, if they don't change for a few days, that may be a good sign. Here's your forecast. The chance of rain is increasing for Las Vegas. That's right. Portions of the Mojave Desert will go through the day with about a 30% chance of rain. And for Wednesday, 50% chance of showers. The areas that will see the greatest amount of rainfall totals this week, Central Texas on up through portions of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Central Illinois, and Southern Indiana. And look for the potential for severe weather today for portions of eastern New Mexico, central Texas, on into the Arklatex region. The moisture from the Gulf will meet up with cold air out of Canada in Nebraska, where we could see some light snow flurries and potential icing overnight. For this last Tuesday of winter 2020, as you get toward the Boston area, you'll see light snow flurries this morning. That'll change over to rain later in the day with a high of 48 Clearing out by tomorrow for Boston, high near 45. There's a look at your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
Broadcasting from a secure containment zone, Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, that's an interesting story. I do remember covering this, I don't know, uh, here in the last year, year and a half or so. There's the headline. DOJ abruptly drops once heralded prosecution of Russian troll farm initiated by Mueller. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I remember you were involved in this conversation somehow. Hmm. In a striking and unexpected abandonment of a once heralded prosecution initiated by special counsel Robert Mueller, the Justice Department moved Monday to drop charges against two Russian companies that were accused of funding a social media meme campaign to further their strategic goal to sow discord in the U.S. political system, according, uh, including the 2016 presidential election. Right. Late Monday, with jury selection in the case set to begin in just two weeks, a federal judge granted the DOJ's motion to kill the prosecution. The government acknowledged the Russian companies were never likely to actually face punishment anyway and cited possible national security risks with going forward yeah. to trial. Look, Mueller I will knew. N- hold it. I mm-hmm. will now hand it over to you. That's what well, I, I remember. Thank you, Gary. I'll take it from <laughs> here. Um, the, you know, because it was ridiculous. Here's here's the way it went down. Uh, this was a media play by Mueller and his team at the time to issue 13 indictments. These indictments, it's a total of 13 individuals in Russia. And three companies. And three companies. Um, but these were the, yeah, these were the 13 people with that Mm -hmm. ran those companies. So you issue the indictments there in Russia. Mueller never expected them to respond to the indictments, but they end up hiring an American law firm to represent them. And they show up. The one company did. Yes. 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 And so when they show up, but of course this is the precedent because this is where Mueller got stopped in his tracks. They show up, they have the right to discovery which means Mueller would have to hand over to Russians sensitive information because that would be, of course, the evidence that's being used against them, right? Well, their lawyer uh, showed up and asked for us. They have a right to a speedy trial. We want to get this underway. Mueller's team was like, well, we we don't even know if they were actually served. Well, that's a moot point, the attorney said, because... We're here. We're 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 being we're representing these people. So we showed up. It doesn't matter whether or not they were actually ever served in Russia. So then Mueller's team says, well, we're not ready, judge, to move forward. Well, yeah, you are because you indicted. You sent the indictments. They never, ever, the Mueller team never, ever thought they would respond. That was a media thing. That was something to get it out there that, you know, see, aha. We're accomplishing something. We're, we're getting something done here. We're making progress. And, of course, it looks bad for the current administration. And we said from the very beginning, watch these things be dropped because they're not going to give discovery to the Russian companies. So they knew that They knew that from the beginning. Yes. So why did they do it? Why would you issue indictments? That's the question that we asked. When you knew that was there was a risk, and maybe that was a slight risk, but you knew that was the risk. I mean, it's it reeks of well the the emptiness and the 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 bogus uh, process 
or lack of process, I guess, and approach by the Mueller team. I mean, it was just that it's just mind boggling how much effort and money was spent on that. Just just frustrating. And the whole goal was to give the imagery that, okay, we're doing something and we're getting the Russians. And right. We said this back. The reason we're bringing it up today is because we said that we said this exact same thing. They'll never go forward with these charges. Well, remember the, the Mueller bombshells. A lot of them happened, you know, um, as, as as the administration had some kind of, you know, small victory to celebrate during a week. All of a sudden, boom, Mueller bombshell. That was a media play. From day one, and this is proof of it. Now we go back to the whole Michael Flynn thing. So if if you're Sidney Powell, well, of course, she's she wants this whole thing dismissed. She's Michael Flynn's attorney. But you look at that, uh, the original documents of the FBI just all of a sudden di- disappearing on that 302. I'm just telling you. They're just, uh... all the, oh, we lost them. The dog ate your homework? Really? I mean, that's this is absolutely, uh, again, uh, further proof that this entire this entire mess from start to finish was one big political play, and it's it's bogus. In other news out there, Dollar General Corporation announced plans to dedicate the first hour of each shopping day to seniors. Yep. Okay. They're doing this in light of the of COVID uh, COVID nineteen. So you got to show an ID to be old enough to get in. I guess. Yes, or mm. you just look old enough. According to the release, mm. Dollar General uh, wants to provide uh, these at risk customers with the ability to purchase items at the beginning of each day to avoid busier and more crowded shopping periods. And they've cleaned everything off. Okay. All right. At that point, they've sanitized everything. Uh, also, uh, NASCAR season postponed through May 3rd. Hmm. And the Kentucky Derby will be postponed until September. Wow. That's a big deal. I know. It's a huge deal. Uh, it's just the Derby will be postponed until Saturday, September 5th, Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. All right. That's probably a good weekend to have it. Yeah, I was going to say that sure. may that may be a good yeah that may be a good weekend, uh, right? But uh, I just it's I could I could do that better than I could the Masters in October. Hmm. It yeah. wouldn't be look at the azaleas uh, blooming. It would be uh, <laughs> no birds. They've all gone down south. But look hmm. how pretty the trees look at Augusta. Yeah, right. This time of the year, right? They'd have to pipe in the bird sound, maybe. Right. It wouldn't be the spring bird. Well, they know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. There, I, I tend to give some credibility to those that believe the Masters will not happen this year. Hmm. Uh, one quick thing here, because I, I saw the headline, and you and I were talking about this off the air, where it said Gavin Newsom signs executive order to halt foreclosures. Right. Well, that was the headline. Yes. But basically, it's the enforcement of the foreclosure, which is eviction. The eviction. They can't yeah, stop yeah. a foreclosure. The foreclosure from is, is from the bank. Right. Uh, you can't. A, a governor's not going to be able to stop the foreclosure. It's they, They're suspending evictions, essentially, in the state. That's, that's the enforcement side of it. 
and to stop utility shutoffs. Yes. That apparently they can do then, right? Right. Yeah, so um yes, they yeah, they do have that that power. Because but, they because they most utilities are are regulated by the the commission, what is it? The Public Utility Commission, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Right. So that basically uh keeping people in their homes for I don't remember how long the suspension was. Was it for the rest of the year? Uh I don't I, recall. I, yeah, I don't uh, end of May. End of May. Okay. End of May. Okay. Is what, right. is what it says yeah. here in the head. I knew it was temporary, but I couldn't remember how long. Well, we've had so many suspensions. Um, <laughs> even different schools, uh, uh, school districts in our area. You know, some are going to be out for two weeks. Some and indefinitely. But that's wreaking havoc right now. Uh, because if, you, if you're a single parent and you've got a child who cannot... Uh, who has to be supervised at home, then you can't go to work because it's likely mm-hmm. your daycare is probably closed too. Yeah, I don't even know from my town if restaurants and bars are closed mm-hmm. or, you know, my city that I live in. Right. Uh, I don't believe they are. I probably would know it by now. Mm-hmm. I would have probably seen it on social media, but. Right. Uh, You're I, seeing a lot of the 24-hour operations that, you know, used to be there, especially big box stores now. They're For them, it's about restocking. Uh, but they're closing now at night, at least for the time being. Which, and and so restocking is obviously extremely important. And it's probably all hands on deck right now at those 24-hour, what used to be 24-hour operations. I mean, I I, I went to a couple of different stores and, and the workers there just look exhausted. Okay, we've closed some adult centers in in my town and things like that. Mm. So, um, got a big water park where I live. They've closed that. Mm-hmm. Libraries are closed. Okay, so they yeah, are right. they are right. doing a veterans of uh, uh, events, and so mm. they are they are canceling things. Sure. So, you figured it was. I mean, it's happening in every town. Yeah. But I right. just hadn't heard it in social media. I just haven't heard about it. So, uh, and I think we're on spring break right now. Mm. Yeah. A number of the school districts right. are, yeah, right, in our area. Yep. So I just wonder, now the, the governor of Texas has said he will not close restaurants and bars. That's up to the local government. Right. That, by the way, that sounds very much like Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't make the decision. You are best, you are best, uh, uh, you know, you're closer to the ground. Mm-hmm. You make that decision there. You communicate. You said uh, uh, early in the show last week you talked to the mayor of Fort Worth, Texas, who said mm-hmm. we're in constant communication with the CDC. Right. It's like, yeah, you make your decision for your own town. Make it right. a local decision. And they and they. Uh, she told me this is Betsy Price, the Fort Worth mayor. Uh, she also said that that uh, they, there's lots of communication between area mayors. I mean, we've got I don't know how many uh, dozens of uh, small towns that make up this DFW area, 50 or 60. So municipalities. So a number of those mayors, they, I mean, they're, they all rely on each other in a situation like this because they're people that work in Tarrant County, live in Dallas County. Lots of commuting, tons of commuting. It is going to be an interesting next couple of weeks, even at, you know, mm-hmm. just talking to people, right. 
uh, was outside yesterday talking to, uh, you know, one neighbor from a safe distance. Mm. And it's like, isn't this strange? Mm -hmm. Because they were working from home. Right. And and so it's just, uh, I I think about unique times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, going back, as I mentioned earlier, I remember the great blackout of 65. Um, I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. I went through some real, real bad snowstorms. 9-11 that we all went through. But nothing, you know, as I mentioned, the only thing that compares to this, which is being isolated at home, except, you know, the last time this happened to this extent mm-hmm. was probably the two weeks where you couldn't move in Buffalo following the blizzard of 77. Right. Where inside the city of Buffalo, probably it was a month mm. where people really didn't move much. Right. But other than that, this is really unprecedented. I'm sure that people that live in, that have been affected by hurricanes have said, okay, yeah, this, you know, the economy could be bad, but go through a major hurricane that hits your city and see how long that sticks with you. So, uh, but most Americans aren't affected by that. So this is a really, really unique situation. But for the most part, and you and I talked about this earlier, for the most part, most people are handling it fine. Yeah, sure. You know, right. They're, they're worried, uh, you know, maybe worried about their job and those in the, especially in the service industry and a lot of other people out there that, you know, you're, you are in our thoughts all the time. And that I just, I hate it. I hate it for so many of my friends that I know that work in the service industry that are being affected by this. And I hope it ends soon. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's it, just devastating. It's a dire situation for, yeah. for them. I mean, yeah. many of them work multiple jobs to make an ends meet. I know. 86690 Red Eye. Drivers are friends at Packar. Have a product for your toolbox called PackLink. It provides real time information about what's going on with your truck. Michelle Moline is manager of product development for PackLink and has more details. PackLink is basically a mobile diagnostic device that has a Bluetooth chip in it that allows you to use your phone to read why the check engine light is on in your truck. One of our biggest users is actually our own dealerships at Packar. Now our dealers are also reselling this product to customers and customers, owner operators or fleet drivers, use this while they're on the road so that if they have a check engine light that comes on, they can easily just use their phone to plug this thing in and see what's going on and then either send a report back to their dispatcher to await further instructions or in the case of an owner operator, possibly even just figure out what needs to be done and go from there. It's a very simple ordering process. Go to hackar.com slash packlink, P-A-C-L-I-N-K. I should mention too that if you're a member of OOIBA Association, you receive a 10% discount by logging into the OOIBA website. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. I got to stop looking the last hour of the show at the Dow Futures. Uh, down seven right now. Been down as much as 250 and up more than 800. So it's moved a thousand up and down. Yeah, it could be another chaotic day. Like watching a yo-yo.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.